Hello and welcome to yet another exciting episode of Is This Anime? I'm your anime expert, Jack Metcalf. And I'm the guy who doesn't know anything about anime, Malcolm Cloud. And joining us today is uh, Jeremy Tubbs, a roommate of our recurring guest, Logan Middleton. This is true. What's going on, guys? How are you? So, uh, so Jeremy, what is your anime experience? I know from talking to you, you were a big Dragon Ball Z guy. You, you were asking me about like the, the latest DBZ game once. Um, but yeah, what is your, your experience in the realm of anime? Uh, it's pretty limited. I mean, I just, it's pretty much just Dragon Ball Z and does Pokemon count? Pokemon is anime, buddy. That, people always get surprised. Like, does Pokemon count as anime? It's like, no, Pokemon is very much anime. Yeah, I watched that as a kid. Uh, a little bit of Gundam Wing. Yeah. Some, some good 90s highlights. Uh, we definitely got to do Gundam Wing at some point because that show is cheesy. It's gloriously 90s as fuck. When I, when I watched it as a kid, I was like, this is so dark and mature. And now it's like very, it's very, you know, 90s edgelord. Perfect. Perfect for 12-year-olds who think it's, you know, uh, real shit. Today's show we're talking about is Skate the Infinity. Uh, we haven't covered a sports anime before. Um, we're going to be covering a few of these uh, sports uh, pretty in the coming future. So yeah, uh, as always, let's talk about the background behind this anime. So Skate the Infinity was produced by Studio Bones, which is a studio that has produced many shows we have covered on the podcast, like Mob Psycho 100 and My Hero Academia. Hiroko Utsumi, who has worked on many popular series, although none that we have covered on the pod yet, uh, directed the show. In Studio No Border, a French multimedia company that develops everything from comics to video games to animation, was involved in, de- in designing the skateboards for the show. With the exception of the Cherry Blossoms board, they were designed so that they could be built in the real world. And development of the show was not a complete cakewalk. The studio realized that they were understaffed and were forced to take subsidiaries to complete the remaining episodes. So the show, it's fairly recent, uh, definitely one of the more recent things we've covered. It came out on January 10th, 2021, and ran for 12 episodes. And uh, in my initial history section, I stated uh, a second season's unlikely based on some factors. But nope, they have announced the show will get a second season, which is a good thing because a lot of people loved it. The show is definitely one of the one of the most popular shows of that you know first half of 2021 anime season. So this is really new. So this is like a brand new show, like brand new show, and it's also not adopted from a manga. It's an original series. It, it, there, there's a manga spinoff, but it, it is an original creation. Oh wow! Okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool to see. Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen a Canadian character in an anime before. Yeah, that that's what that was the great thing. I I got really excited. Uh, that yeah, we ha- we have some Canadian representation uh, with the character of Longa. Yeah, that surprised me too. I was just like, wait a minute. And, it, and I feel like the implication is that he's not just from Canada, but he's like from Whistler. Like, 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 he's, like he's clearly a BC boy, <laughs> like, which is funny because at least for uh, Jack and I, we're both uh, uh, British Columbia <laughs> uh, kids. So, yeah, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was really, really cool. Um, first of all, the music is awesome. It kind of has kind of like that pop punk kind of vibe which again i haven't really seen in an anime before which i thought was pretty cool yeah no i mean i've got the intro song stuck in my head right now it's a real catchy one actually is uh it really does bop like i really did like it like i was like okay this is this is pretty good like i was surprised because like so many of the songs that have like especially for like the opening title song i feel like i skip the you know after watching it the first time i skip it and I don't know, they're like, a lot of times they're like overly dramatic and like the lyrics are just fucking nonsense. 
But uh, yeah, this one I was just like, oh, I actually like this beat. And maybe it's like made me nostalgia for like Blink 182 and like like old, you know, and all and like, uh, what is it? Simple Plan and Some 41. But I was just like, okay, I like this. I like this vibe. Oh, dude, you're preaching to the choir. I love that like early 2000s pop punk is like my jam. That's the stuff I grew up with. So I was immediately like invested when I started uh, playing those tunes. Yeah, I, I concur. <laughs> uh, no, the, mu- the, music to, the music to the show is great. It's got, again, it's very catchy. Um, let's talk about, I've got the opening monologue, the monologue that starts the first episode. I wrote it down. And uh, this is from the perspective of, of our hero, Reki. And uh, he says, is happiness being rich, hooking up with hotties, getting into the best schools, climbing up social ladders? I'm sure that's what a big chunk of people want in life. But that's not what gets me going. And that's that's the uh, the question that the show proposes in the first season. Uh, what what is happiness? What makes you happy? And I, I also love during this um, during this little monologue, we see a bunch of various characters uh, in their non non skateboarding outfits. We kind of see them uh, do, doing their jam- things. You know, we see a uh, shadow in the uh, in the flower shop, things like that. That was funny. I will say I like that reveal of shadow, like because he's like uh, wearing that like you know, sort of 80s, uh, you know, kiss kind of makeup. Like, he's got that clown. I'm trying to remember that uh, that game. Um, uh, you know that? Do you remember that, like, what is it? It's like a racing game where it's like there's the clown that's like the... Oh, Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal. Yeah. He has, like, a Twisted Metal kind of vibe to him when he's, like, in the S races. But then, like, yeah, he's just, like, works at this flower shop and is, like, this kind of, like, tame guy. Also, I was shocked to find out he was, like, supposed to be, like, 24. Um, yes mm-hmm. and like everyone's like you fucking old man <laughs> and you're like i guess i mean i guess you're an old man when you're like hanging out with high schoolers and maybe i get i may be a seventh grader like like maybe when I, when I was 19 and i had like a 25 year old roommate for a theater school i was like oh my god 25 that's like an impossible age and then when i was 25 i'm like no i'm still i'm still a young boy yeah it's kind of funny how shadow is like kind of set up to be like the big bad and then after a few episodes he's kind of like just everybody makes fun of him and he's a total jobber he's a total jobber in the show so so we have this like for, what do you think of the first race between like Recky and shadow i like how everybody has amazing hair in the show it's like the thing i noticed the most <laughs> it reminds you of the movie the warriors have either of you seen the movie the warriors i love the warriors yeah this movie gave me warriors vibes with all the outfits the characters wear yeah, I mean, it's what's so interesting is, yeah, there's like, it's like sort of the Warriors meets uh, the unfortunately named Race Wars in the Fast and the Furious franchise, which is a real thing. If you watch those movies, they're like, you know, Vin Diesel, like Dom is going to be like, we got to win the Race Wars. And you're like, I can't believe this is in a mega blockbuster franchise. But I mean, this one is the S Wars. And yeah, this one, like, yeah, for this race, I liked it. Uh, I mean, it's a great like introduction to the world. Uh, I do kind of like this idea that like there's like all this high tech behind these races. Like it's like supposed to be underground, and they're like trying to like stop like the cops from finding out about them. But at the same time, there's clearly like drones and like cameras and giant screens that have been set up so that people can watch the races. And it's like the races are kind of done in that like Tour de France style where people are like sort of standing on the sidelines watching people just like whiz down the, the hill um which is by the way it's like it's not really skateboarding at this point like these races it's like more of like a longboard competition yeah i was thinking that too 
Yeah, like I was like thinking about it. I was just like, yeah, these are like longboarders essentially, but they're like racing on skateboards. And so yeah, we get after this like race uh, where Shadow does defeat Reki using these like little fireworks. Um, we we get our introduction to Longa, our our co lead or maybe even lead. I mean, that's kind of the thing. It's two hander. So Longa, he is from Canada. He's he's half Japanese. He's from Canada, and again, love the Canadian representation. In- in anime, it's very easy to just make make the token white character American. So yeah, to have some Canadian rep was a delight. Yeah, it was definitely cool. Do either one of you guys? Uh, Do you ever skateboard? I'm the most uncoordinated. I owned a skateboard when I was like seven years old, but all I did was butt boarding, which is why when Longa is trying to, to do that, uh, I I felt seen. I didn't skateboard. My brother skateboarded. Uh, my younger brother did. I I was always just a little like too. Like I didn't have enough uh, control. I had like I'm six five, so I was just like constantly going through these growth spurts. So I never like had a good sense of balance until I got into my adulthood. So I, yeah, I just felt like it was just a little out of my reach. But I've done like I I played around with the skateboard like in my like driveway and stuff, but never I never like really went to the skate park. I uh, I'm not quite six five. I'm like six four and a bit. So I had like terrible balance. So skateboarding was always like a disaster waiting to happen. But I did like ride it around, but I never got into like doing crazy tricks and stuff. Yeah, no, I, 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 I got as far as butt board. I have no sense of balance. I, 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 I had an audition like a week ago. I had to ride a bike and I record myself and I spent like hours trying to learn how to ride a bike, but it just wasn't happening. Wait, you don't know how to ride a bike? No. What? <laughs> what, what grown man doesn't know how to ride a bike? Uh, this guy, this person who is the most uncoordinated person in the fucking world. Uh, Thankfully, I damaged my ankle, so I was able to use that as the excuse. I guess it's like, I didn't expect that to be the revelation of this podcast. The biggest revelation of this show, of this episode, is not the anime. It's that Jack does not know how to ride a bike. Know how to ride a bike, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) That's so funny. It's my coming out. It's my coming out. I, I confess my inability to ride. So, like, how did you? I sorry, I just want to ask you before because this is, I know this is a tangent now, but I was just like, so, like, how did you, like, what would you, your plan would have been if you'd actually, like, say, kind of ridden a bike and then you booked this thing? I don't know if it was like a commercial or like a. Yeah, it was a commercial. Um, well, my logic was I just want to do this audition and I never book my auditions anyway. So, who cares? Fair. <laughs> so. I, you know, and again, I primarily do voiceover at this point. So anytime, anytime I get something that's, that's live action, I'm like, really? Anyways, um, so yeah, Longa is, uh, Longa applies for this job at Dope Sketch. I love Dope Sketch. It's a cool little shop. Yeah, it, it definitely seems cool. Uh, lots of kids, when I was a kid, worked at a skate shop. I forget the name of it, but it was like the place to go. So I definitely resonated with that for sure. Was it West 49? Or Randy River. I always feel like those were the two, like, skate shops, especially at malls. No, it was like a one-off. I honestly don't remember the name. But I do miss West 49. That was, like, my place to shop from, like, 12 to, like, 19. So, yeah, we get this other thing. So, eventually, Longa is forced to to race against Shadow. And I, I like the fact that they, um, I like Longa's, like, racing style or whatever that they use. Because, again, he uses the techniques of snowboarding to kind of change the game for um to change the game for how he races i thought that was very interesting yeah well i mean the whole like twist with longa is that like longa is like great at snowboarding like that's where he like learned how to skate and so he basically skates like a snowboarder because like there's a whole thing in this first episode where um yeah where like 
Shatter like Langa has to like take Reiki's place in a race, and like Reiki thinks he's gonna like come and laugh. It's gonna be like in a total embarrassment, and it like turns out that it's like no Langa, even though he like can't really skateboard or longboard, I guess uh, he can like he can snowboard, so he just rides like a snowboarder. Yeah, it was interesting, and uh, so anyways, this in this leads to episode two where the beef has like gone viral, and then uh, Reiki has to teach him how to skate properly. Um, again, I like the fact that this show shows that like this stuff takes time. Like it takes him like two weeks to actually learn, and we get this little montage. I got to be honest, I I always appreciate like a good training montage. Like I always, I feel like that's like an under like used sort of method in like movies now. Like I always feel like they just kind of cut to like after training, where it's just like you know, there it's like we got to train you, and then it's like maybe a couple of shots, and then like afterwards, it's like the person's like all sweaty, and they're just like, oh. Well, I think I've learned everything now. <laughs> and then they like cut to the next like set piece. But here it's just like, oh yeah, uh, it's training. I think I think I should also mention that episode one does end with a nude nude man um, singing humming classical music while watching the race. That that, that is that, that is Adam. That is Adam, who is uh, sir. Adam is certainly, uh, as Malcolm would know this, the Dio of this show. Adam is such an over the top fucking villain. Yeah, it's pretty clear that it's like, yeah, he's like that legendary one. He's the one who's like, yeah, watching the race from his like lair, which is really weird too. Because again, it's like in another, in a future episode, yeah, they, the whole race gets broken up by the cops, uh, which is not like a big spoiler alert or anything. Um, we're going to talk about it. But yeah, it's just getting caught. But it's like, again, the technology they have to put on this race to get everyone in and organized and people are watching and it's like this big event and the cops like just find out about it. And also like, I was curious what this thing is like during the day. Cause it seems like they're just like on an abandoned hill. Like that's like how, like, like maybe it was like an old mine or something. I don't know. I can't tell what it was outside of this clearly being a skateboard racing track. Yeah, don't they go through like uh, like an old factory or something like later on? Yeah, it's like we got to, you know, we're going to race at the old factory, the abandoned, you know, <laughs> abandoned mill. <laughs> the whole thing with Adam and the fact that he's just this, you know, he's pretty much Bruce Wayne. He's like this, like, you know, billionaire, millionaire by day. And then by night, he just, you know, dresses up in the most flamboyant outfits. And, you know, he dresses like a matador. He dresses like a matador, too. And again, uh, we, we get to see in a later episode where he's having having a race with a character and he's like literally just like um humming classical music uh as like a taunt towards them yeah well my, my favorite thing with adam like now that you call it kind of him a bruce wayne character it's kind of it makes a lot of sense because he's like a politician in the daytime yeah he's i don't know what exactly he does i watched all 12 episodes of the show and i still don't know what his professional what what he actually does i did i just like the idea the pitch behind the characters like what imagine if bruce wayne was really into skateboarding <laughs> and he wasn't batman he was just a guy who loved it was a legendary skateboarder <laughs> he doesn't really do much outside of just like kind of being like a menacing figure not in these first six episodes and obviously he's the main main antagonist for the, for the whole season but he he's a fun one again he, he he's very much like our dio he's an over-the-top villain who just again just loves being bad um there's also a fun exchange in episode two where uh Reki uh, mispronounces Canada. He says Canada, Canada. What's the difference? This episode is also where we get like the official formal reveal that um, Shadow's real name is Hiromi. And again, Sha- 
Shadow is just such a fun dude. I love how, again, he's just like this perpetual loser on the show. He's such a goof. And then uh, I like kind of the banter with his boss and how like when he's skateboarding, he's like this super intense guy. But then he doesn't even have like the tiniest bit of cojones to even ask out his boss. It's just kind of funny. Just like this night and day character of who he is. Uh, no. I'm, I'm rooting for Shadow. I, I, hope, I hope he gets a, a win or something in season two. Yeah, that'd be that second season confirmed. Because, yeah, the, the show doesn't treat him too well. Yeah. Well, it's so funny because he's so cocky in the first episode. Like, it did genu- genuinely surprise me that Shadow, like, becomes part of the gang. Like, like where they are hanging out, where I was just like, oh, I thought he was sort of going to be this, like, antagonist. Or at least minor antagonist, where you're just like, oh, hey, Shadow. And he's just kind of, like, always just trying to, like, win one over. But I do kind of like the idea that he's just part of the, the gang. And he is that, like, comedic relief. Well, and there's not, it's not like the show really has villains. I mean, it's just people who want to skateboard. The stakes <laughs> couldn't be lower. <laughs> Could not, not be lower. But hey, sometimes when the stakes are low, it can make it uh, ridiculously high. Uh, I felt the third episode was the weakest. I think Mia, who's kind of like the little snot-nosed brat, I think he's my least favorite character of the bunch. Right. He's just he's just such an anime trope. I liked his like the flashback he had where where it's just like he has the reason he has no friends is because he just became too good at skateboarding. <laughs> like that was that sort of was like the his whole arc there. It was just like, I wish I had more friends, but like, you know, I was the champion and they were just jealous of me. Piggybacking what you said about uh, Mia. I couldn't help but noticing he has like a tail the whole time. Was I just seeing that or does yeah. he have like yeah, it just made me think of Dragon Ball Z, like back in the day, when they had tails. Yeah, yeah, he he kind of like a yeah he is kind of like a bit of a pathetic character, but he's kind of like the yeah. saddest character as well. Yeah, he's got the 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 problems only a child prodigy gets. <laughs> and and we know our anime anime is filled with child prodigies, not just child prodigies, depressed child prodigies. <laughs> Although, like by by the end of like this the the, uh, the sixth episode, he's like in the gang. Like he is just like oh, one yeah. of the guys. Like he's like again. It what it what makes it so funny is that like you've got like uh, Mia who is clearly like a seventh grader. Like he's got to be like maybe thirteen years old now in anime terms. He could be nine. Like I can't tell you how old he is. <laughs> um, but then you all clearly have like you know Shadow at like twenty four. I don't know. There's something so weird. Uh, and kind of funny and a little creepy about just like shadow hang- like just like shadow hanging out with like two high schoolers and a kid in elementary school. <laughs> I'm gonna just kind of the way I'm going about it, it's less about um going into episodes, but let's just talk some of the other characters. Um Cherry Blossom and Joe. Um as, as I told Jeremy and Malcolm in the lead up, I said the show is very gay and it's the the stuff with like Recky and Longa is like, you know, um more of like, you know, intense male friendship. But Joe and Cherry Blossom, man, that that is, you know, the sparks, man. <laughs> yeah, there, there's definitely some uh, some like undertones there, and that hair, that long pink hair, is like that's something else. Cherry Cherry Blossom, man, again, like they're they constantly, him and Joe are constantly flirting. And again, Joe is just like you know super traditionally masculine buff dude, and Cherry Blossom is this more effeminate. Um, he's like feudal Japan dude. That's kind of his theme. Mm. He's also got like a tech board too. His, his board is like made with technology or some shit. Oh, that's right. Yeah. How does that work with like, are they just allowed to have these like electric I guess, I guess, robot boards? I guess the, the only rule about uh, the S competition is that there are no rules. 
<laughs> just so stupid. I... <laughs> yeah, no, it's so it's yeah. Well, because like, uh, what is it? Um, Langa's board is essentially a snowboard because he has to have like the little straps on it for his feet because he's too scared to like just ride without it. He's like, it's the only way I can make it feel like a snowboard. And then like, yeah, I think Reiki makes him like basically a skateboard that's a snowboard with wheels that like moves like a snowboard. It's very bizarre, but I, I enjoyed it. Like, I want to say like, I like I had fun watching. So it's like, this no is a delightful real... show. It's, it's pure joy, man. And again, the stakes can be lower, but the characters are super fun. Yeah, like there's, yeah, like this was fun. And so like I, I bought into it. I was just like, of course, in the S races, you know, there are no rules. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I guess like the only rules is you've got to ride on something that has four wheels. Ven- eventually they'll introduce hoverboards. That's when the show will jump the shark. So ep- episode four, it's called Adam, the, the Matador of Love. And this is where um, Adam uh, accepts Reki's challenge on the condition that Longa races, if you will. Reki versus Adam. Uh, it doesn't go well for Reki because Adam has a special move uh, called the Love Hug. And again, Adam, oh, a- Adam is just, you know, again, we, t- we talk about Joe. We talk about Joe and uh, the tension between him and Cherry Blossom. But Adam just wants to fuck everything. Yeah, he's definitely uh, and his little heel click he does there. That that's definitely a move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so funny because he like does the heel click like he's like in the Wizard of Oz, and then it's like love hug, and then he like, like I guess that's one of the rules. It's like you can just not only touch your competitors, but I guess you can just like fucking bear hug them. But as long as they get to stay on their board, like they like they have to like you can't like lift them. It's just this like crazy, yeah. Like I feel like if you try to do that in real life, now obviously Adam is apparently a skate god, um, but just like the idea of just trying to do that, it would, I feel like it would end so poorly. How old is uh, Adam and uh, Cherry Blossom and the other guy? I'm gonna make the guess before uh, Jack looks it up. I think he's probably like in his late twenties, early thirties. Like I think Shadow is younger than that uh, than those three, but yeah. I don't think he's that much younger. But then again, in anime, from what I've learned on this podcast, because like I got when like I've reiterated this a lot on this podcast, I went into this show not knowing anything about anime. And yet I've come away being like, oh, I don't know the age of anyone. Like these these characters could easily all be like 21 years old. And I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but I feel like they've got to be a little older. I went on the Reddit thread of how old is Adam? And uh, it instantly devolved into people questioning whether he's a pedophile or not. So <laughs> well, that's, the, that's the whole thing, right? It's like the love, like that was what makes the love hug so like uncomfortable is that like Reiki's clearly in high school, uh, as is Langa. Um, and I guess as is uh, Mia, Mia is probably in elementary school, but uh, but yeah, to do the love hug, it's just like, okay, you're doing this to a child on top of this? <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> so Re- Recky and Longer are like 17, so people are like, well, if he's like 25 and up, that makes him a pet. And, uh, so now it's just getting into legalities on Reddit. That's what Reddit's all about. <laughs> um, what do you think? What, what does your heart say? I would have liked to think 21. I would have liked to think he's just a super mature 21-year-old. And I, I, we talk about Gundam Wing. Um, Jeremy, the characters in Gundam Wing are like 14, and like the oldest character is like 21 and has a child. That's <laughs> a 10-year-old. I'm, I'm going to say I'm gonna say Adam is 21. I think, he, I think uh, Shadow, I know Shadow's 24, and people think that he should be older than Shadow, but I think it's actually funnier if Shadow is like the oldest one. 
if we're doing the like narrative that Adam is Batman, then I mean, I guess at twenty one makes sense that he like his parents are murdered in what is it, Crime Alley or whatever. You know, and then he be obviously gets all this money. He doesn't seem to have an Alfred. Uh so he it's just like, oh, have, I guess I'll just no, he, he doesn't have to try what sorry? He, he has an Alfred, he has his butler. Oh yeah, he does have an Alfred. Okay, so so he is a he is Bruce Wayne. And instead of, you know, fighting his crime, he's he's decides he's like, fuck it, I'm gonna like finance the S races or whatever. But you know, his his butler is also has a very intense friendship. So so again, one of the wonderful themes of the show is 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 the importance of friends or whether you need bonds or not. And uh Adam, he disrespects his butler and he says, You know what I don't need? My dog's opinion. Adam is a real jerk. Oh, Bruce Wayne would actually behave. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Bruce Wayne is just, well, Bruce Wayne is just beating up mentally ill people. He already sucks. Um, the episode four of this also has the exchange, like we said uh, earlier, where uh, the, uh, they, the boys, they go into Shadow's car and they surprise him and they're just like, they call him the dad. And he's like, I'm only 24. I mean, the one thing is, is that like, even at 24, it's like, yeah, you're clearly not their dad. <laughs> but, I, it's a, it, but it's a funny gag that it's like, Again, it's like, why are you hanging out with children? (laughs) Yeah, Shadow needs friends, man. He's only hanging out with fucking 17-year-olds. It's the one time, because the reason Maya even comes into the picture is that they need his help uh, to, like, perfect, I think, the rail slide so that they can, like, kind of beat Adam with his love hug. Because, like, I guess one of Adam's things when he's racing is when he does a love hug, he does it in, like, a tight corner. So it's hard to, like, release, and then you, like, crash and bail afterwards because you're, like, off balance. But I guess they use, like, if I'm not mistaken, like, Lega basically uses a rail slide to try to, like, circumvent that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of, it was cool animated. Like, I will say, like, a lot of these skateboarding sequences, like, the races, the, you know, it's fun to watch. Like, I was just like, oh, like, these stakes feel real. Like, I had, I mean, I'm a sports guy. Like, I love, like, watching, like, hockey and stuff. And, like, um, I watched uh, a lot of uh, Red Bull's, uh, crushed ice i don't know if you've seen that uh which is basically it's downhill racing on skates yeah and it's incredible like i i can't believe there's people doing this like it's insanity like they're they're just like on the top of this giant hill and they're on skates going you know going down and stuff uh and it's you know so much fun to watch and so just like that i'm like i was invested in these races the animation, I mean, again, the, the big race scenes have fantastic animation and definitely shows, you know, where the effort was put in. All right, mo- mo- moving on, moving on to, to, yeah, episode five. So again, Reki, his arm is broken, and then Longa, Longa has to uh, fulfill his beef with Adam. But then, uh, you know, Longa manages to dodge the love hug because he does this, like, aerial maneuver. And then, of course, you know, the police raid it and... Uh, the the police we we could have ended the show at episode five if the police just didn't raid uh, the race. Longer yeah, again, that's the. I don't understand why the police are so like we got to end the race. <laughs> like they were like they like treated it as if they were like busted like a drug ring. <laughs> like it was just like everyone's scattering. You know, they're like literally chasing them in like police cars. They have to like hide out like in like fucking dumpsters and stuff or. Like just like around corners, it's like cops run by them. Uh, I thought that was super funny, uh, just like the intensity of it. Again, because you'd be like, it feels like something where it's like all the whole town already knows this is happening. It's just like, yeah, of course, at the you know at the abandoned factory, 
you know, that, that's where all the racing's happening at night. But you think some like dad, like like Reiki's dad or something, would be like, "My son's at the race tonight," or like whatever. Yeah, it was definitely uh, it was definitely pretty intense. I think they had a helicopter, like a police chopper, or is that what Adam came in on? Uh, yeah, that. I forgot. Yeah, I forget. I think I I feel like that's how Adam gets removed from the from the race because like he like has to hide. Because again, he's like the explanation is that he's like a politician or something, so he can't be caught at the S race. Although it also kind of felt like maybe I'm just like hypothesizing too much, but I also felt like Adam probably like ratted the race out a bit. Where like that's how he got it because like the race doesn't end, so he doesn't lose. Uh, but he was clearly on the track to losing. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna let it be ambiguous. Uh, there, there's a moment in episode five where Longa says he wants poutine, and again, I love the Canadianness of this show. The only Canadian food reference anyone can make is just like poutine. Yeah, it's, poutine's the one. I don't think we have any other foods. I guess maple syrup, but poutine poutine is more maple syrup is just too much. It's too cheesy. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, I was watching some like Disney program, and like they were it was the whole idea of the show was just like you know the American kids would go to different countries. And like this one kid, like from fucking like Wisconsin or something, is like sent up to like Manitoba. And there's like this one kid who's just like they're talking about Canada and like, oh, you know, you know, our flag is this and our national anthem is that. And then they like this kid has the audacity to see here. I was like, shut the fuck up! <laughs> like I was so upset. I was like, no, no one eats beaver here. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And then they like had the, the audacity to show a plate of people like trying to like eat the beaver as well. <laughs> like it just, but it's like clearly just like steak. <laughs> like it was, it was so funny. That's funny. Yeah. All we really got is poutine when it comes to Canadian cuisine. That's kind of it. Maybe beaver tails, maybe like that, like mm. sort of dessert. But I like, I don't feel like, I don't even think I've eaten it. Like I've, I've never had that like beaver tail dessert before. So episode six is kind of our cool down episode. It, it's not super plotty. It's a, it's a beach episode. And uh, if this were a, uh, your standard uh, shonen anime or anime with um, more fe- more female characters, are there female characters in the show? There's like, uh, there's like, um, what was it? The florist lady who shadows into, and then there's like another lady who's like investigating Adam. The show is very light on female characters. Um, there's uh there's Longa's mom and sit does he have a sister? Oh, yeah. yeah. But if this was like, if this was like a more had a more balanced cast, the beach episode would be the one to you know put all these girls in skimpy outfits and stuff. Uh, but instead, we get skimpy outfits for the males because <laughs> uh, the tension the tension in episode six, and that's why I wanted to include episode six because oh my god, um, the the flirting with uh, Cherry Blossom and Joe is uh, it's something you know what I mean. Yeah, it's next level. It's next level. Uh, Shadow, he's also uh, wearing a Speedo. Because of course, fucking Shadow. <laughs> uh, Mia, Mia's gaming. Mia, Mia is like me when I went to Mexico when I was like eight years old. I was just playing Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Although there's that, that, there's that scene where he's on the beach and who is it? He's like, I think it's Joe's trying to like talk to those like girls on the beach. And then he just like comes up and he's like, daddy, daddy. You know, mommy's going to get angry. And then it's just like, you see, like, Cherry's like, I think it's Cherry who's, like, on the chair. Is it? Yeah, it was just like, that was funny. Yeah, like, I think, like, if I'm going to, because this show was made in 2021 and not, like, 1998, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're definitely playing up this thing where it's, like, Cherry's obviously 
gay in my mind, and that Joe's probably like pan, sexually fluid. Yeah, and uh, with a second season, maybe they'll um, dig into it more. But again, with a lot of these like shows, um, because of Japan's views on like homosexuality in general, uh, it's it's a bit more of a conservative country. They always the way they play it is they they give you just enough to get the implication, but nothing more unless it's you know like a straight up porno. You know what I mean? I definitely I definitely feel that there's a uh, like some history between Joe and Cherry Blossom. Like, yeah. I don't know if they've, you know, done the deed or not, but there's, there's definitely some friction. They've probably had some intimate moments. They've probably had some, like, moments that got, like, pretty real, I'm sure. Whether whether mm-hmm. it was sexual or not, but it was stuff like, oh, shit. Um, we didn't even talk about the, the ending to the series, because normally I don't talk about ending themes, but I actually love the ending theme in the show, because you just see, like, all the characters practicing and messing up, which I think is, like, again, such an important part of the show, just the effort it takes to, to be a master at something like yeah, for sure. And and that's one of the cool things about skateboarding is like Dave Dave can attest to this. It's like the most you just have to keep going and going and going and going. Like it's the most you have to, like one of the things you have to put the most effort into. And uh I really like admire that about skateboarding, which is uh it's pretty cool. But yeah, that end uh end credit thing is is awesome. That was nice. Yeah. And it's got like this kind of like tropical uh theme vibe. I enjoyed that. Although I, it's funny because like you, you have this episode. There's also like I like there's like a scene at the very top of the episode where Reiki, uh trying to flirt with the girl on the boat, and like he at one point it's like he's like talking about how to do it. He's just like yeah, just like go up to her and you just do that. And then you see the girl. She's like walking by and like she's asking a question. I think I forget what the exact question is, but Reiki like kind of says like yeah i skateboard and then like it turns out that she's like on the phone and she just walks away uh, i thought that was a super funny moment i laughed also the end of this episode is really weird because because there's the mud man it turns into a little horror movie it turns into a little horror movie uh involving shit was it shit yeah i, mean, I like that they were like it's mud but like every time they like go to like, smell it they're just like ah gross it's like clearly not mud <laughs> maybe manure well, they're, I think they're supposed to be, like, spirits, right? Like, they're not, I like, are they people or are they not? Like, I wasn't sure if it was prank or real, because part of it is that they're going to go to this, uh, this episode, episode six, is that they're going to this island to go to a hot spring, uh, because that hot spring apparently has healing qualities. So it's supposed to, I think, help Reiki recover from his injuries, because, like, Reiki's got, like, a broken arm and stuff. Um Right, right. But in the process, they go and it's like turns out like this hot spring is not like a popular hot spring. It's sort of like secluded, and you have to like go five kilometers outside of town to go to it, which is not very far, by the way. Like that's not that secluded. Like five kilometers out of town, that's not that secluded in my mind. Maybe I'm, maybe I've just been stuck inside for like for too long because of COVID. But I'm like five kilometers, not that far away. It's easy, and on a skateboard, no question. Yeah, well, then they also, like, because of the getting attacked, apparently there's also, like, a, a Pantu fa- festival, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, so, so that's, Pantu is the, the shit-covered um, spirit. He's covered in mud and will protect, no, he's not a spirit himself. He will protect you from evil spirits. So maybe they were being protected, although it's hard to say, because, like, <laughs> it's so funny, because the two people that get attacked are, like, Shadow 
and then uh, Mia, where I'm just like, yeah. oh, they attacked the the little boy. Like, but I guess they're not the main characters. They're not uh, uh, Reiki or uh, Langa. This is also the episode where like Reiki um, shows interest in another woman, which is again the show kind of downplaying the the uh, bromance between uh, Reiki and uh, Langa. See, that's the thing is like I didn't really get that like super like. I don't know. It feels weird as a straight guy just to say it's like the super gay vibes between Reiki and Langa. I feel like it was way more pronounced between Joe and Cherry. Joe, Joe and Cherry are doing that, but of course, you know, I've, I've observed the fan art from this uh, show and, you know, there's definitely people pairing um, obviously Reiki and Langa because it is one of those friendships that is like super intense. And, you know, for, for the people who want to take it further in their minds, they can totally do that. It's like, uh, what is it, Falcon and Bucky or Captain America and Bucky and that whole thing. I mean, I think I think the Recky and Longa thing is played up more strongly than those two, for example. Yeah, it's interesting now, like, where, like, now instead of, like, you know, two guys just being best friends, there's, like, this whole subculture of, like, well, now they got to fuck. Like, they, they got to queer bait them into something. But, I mean, that's not, like, terrible. I think that it's always fun to do that. And you got to get that. You got to get the Tumblr uh, crowd roaring so and it's fictional characters if you want to take that whatever you want it's fiction you can you can write a novel or you can write a fan fiction or do a fan manga or something so yeah you start start with you start by uh writing some uh skate uh the infinite uh fan novel like erotic (laughs) fan novel and you end with uh 50 shades like a franchise of your own exactly about skateboarders i don't know (laughs) that seems pretty good to me Let's make it a make it a franchise. Um, no, they can't be skateboarders. They have to be a longboarders longboarder, or whatever. Longboarders. <laughs> um, this episode ends with a little cliffhanger um, because Adam decides to hold a tournament for S, and uh, that's what sets up the uh, the remainder of uh, this season. Adam, Adam, we love our tournament arcs, man. We love our tournament arcs in anime, don't we, Malcolm? I don't know. I feel like this would be a little more interesting of a tournament arc than like just like two guys fighting in a ring like i don't know i i think the races just feel like a little like there's more like more things can happen in the races but yeah. i don't know i'm not the biggest tournament fan arc and, and jeremy you you did say you watch more of the show did you ever finish it or how many how far did you go into it uh i actually only think i got one more in but i'll definitely watch the last six because uh it is kind of addicting and it also makes me want to get into voice acting like when i'm yeah, watching it man. you were telling me that yeah yeah it's awesome yeah i mean the dub in this is you know really good i I like how the actors handle it uh i think we can move to our our little segment our our fun segment the speedwagon segment allow me to elucidate ya the name is Robert E.O. Speedwagon. And uh, Jeremy, uh, have you listened to this podcast before? Are you familiar with what Logan told you at all? Uh, I'm not familiar with it, no. You got, every time, Jack, every time you got to introduce it as if someone's never listened to an episode. I, I was testing Jeremy specifically. I was testing if he was a good friend and listened to our podcast. I haven't listened to it yet, but I will. <laughs> you'll, listen, you'll listen to this one. Um, so for, for those just joining in, um, the Speedwagon segment is our favorite supporting character. They could be as minor as like an extra or, you know, anyone who's basically not Reki or Longa, I would say. 
I think I think that qualifies. Mm-hmm. I will start with my speed wagon. My speed wagon is Shadow. Uh, Shadow's just a fun character, man. Uh, I was tempted to say Adam, but I don't think Adam qualifies as a speed wagon because, like I say, I think he qualifies as a Dio. He's the de facto villain. He's over the top. He's got his own rule. So, so Shadow's a fun minor, you know, supporting cast member. Again, I I like the fact that you know his. Uh, secret identity is, you know, working at a flower shop and he's just this mild dude with like relationship troubles. Um, I, I felt a lot of vibes with Shadow. It's a it's a toss up between, I do like Shadow because at the start you think he's going to be kind of the, the big bad, but then he's a complete opposite. Uh, I am really curious about Adam, like more about like his life, like what he does for work and, you know, his whole Bruce Wayne vibes. So I'm probably going to give it to Adam. Nice. I feel like we'd be remiss not to talk about Sketchy. And the fact that we haven't talked about Sketchy is a little sad. Uh, Sketchy is the uh, the fox at the skate shop. Oh, I remember him. Oh, right. And so, like, I feel like this is a perfect opportunity to, to talk about him a little bit. I loved him. I thought he was great. Uh, he, you know, just a little charming animal. Uh, you know, it's just, it's always fun to have these kind of like mascots. And I, I like that there's like, he's kind of this mascot for the skate shop. I also like the idea of that, like a fox can be like tamed and he's just like a pet. <laughs> like, it's just like, you know, they kind of treat him as sort of this like dog cat hybrid, but it's like, no, this is clearly just a fox, but like, he seems to be having a good time chilling. And I, I don't know. I love the name sketchy as well. That's a, that's kind of a great pet name. So yeah, I'm going to go with sketchy. I feel like. Because he also only listens to that, uh, the manager as well, which is kind of funny. So yeah, sketchy. Nice. All right. Uh, this this episode was a bit shorter, but I think also the show is uh, the themes are a bit more simple. It's a chill show. Like I say, there's not. <laughs> it's not something like um, some of the other things we've covered where there's just so many problematic things that we just have to address them. This is just like a well animated, fun show about male friendships, and yeah, it's again, it's a different vibe than other things, than other anime we've watched before. So final thoughts. Uh, yeah, kind of piggybacking off what you said. I really enjoyed it. I like the music. I think the skateboarding vibe is awesome. Uh, I know we said it, but I think it's cool that there's a Canadian character in anime because I don't think I've ever seen that before. And yeah, I just think it's awesome. Super addictive. The episodes go by like super fast. So I'll definitely watch the next six for sure. Yeah, this one was fun. I, I will say that I actually like really enjoyed it. Uh, I was surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Um, and I feel like this is one of those shows. Yeah, it's pretty chill. You're not, it's not too deep. It's not like, oh, God, I, what did I miss? I got to go back and rewatch it. Like, I don't feel like, you know, I'm having a moment if I'm going like, oh, God, what did I miss? It's just like, yeah, you can kind of put it on, relax. I feel like this is a good show to watch, you know, have a joint watch it, like that kind of <laughs> vibe. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you're just looking for something that's like low stress, this is it. Yeah. All right. And uh, Jeremy, where can people find you? My Instagram is the Jeremy Tubbs, or you can listen to 94.3 The Goat on uh, the Radio Player Canada app. It's a rock station up in PG. I'm on Monday to Friday from 2 until 6. Nice. And uh, you can find me at uh, Jack is Jack on Instagram, uh, Only Real Jack M on Twitter. Uh, Malcolm, you don't really use Twitter anymore. I guess your Twitter situation is still um, TBD. Yeah, it's TBD, but I'm on uh, Instagram at Malcolm RJ McLeod. Technically, I also have that 
for Twitter. I've talked about it in past episodes as to why I'm not really on Twitter. Um, I'll let everyone know when I get a new Twitter account, but I'm, you know, hesitant to go onto that hell site. But if you want to uh, follow us uh, in the podcast, uh, we're at Is This Anime Pod on Twitter and Instagram. I think we're a little more active on Instagram than we are. Way more active. I don't know when the last time I posted on Twitter was. These these days, uh, you know, follow us. uh, Yeah, if you like this podcast, uh, yeah, give them some stars on like the Apple Store. Uh, You know, word of mouth helps a small podcast like us, you know, grow and thrive. And so far, everything's been uh, really great with everything. But yeah, we'd love to get some more five-star reviews. Give some reviews. Uh, Share this with your friends. uh, If you enjoyed this, whether you like anime or not, uh, yeah, this is uh, this this has been is this anime and uh, actually Jack, before we go, what are we doing next week? We are doing the insane action flick uh, Promare. Uh, it's a really bonkers movie. I can't wait to discuss it. It's uh, going to be a fun one. And it also has you know fair bit of tension. So yeah, tune in for that. All right, perfect. Well, until next time, remember. Canada or Canada? Sure. Sure, no. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I, had nothing, I had nothing. Later, Power Bums. <laughs>